Good afternoon. It's Sterling Fox in for Jill on a soggy Monday afternoon. It is 12.07 and our first guest today is the British Columbia chapter president of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Always a pleasure to welcome Chris Sims to the airwaves of CKNW. Chris, hi. Hi, thanks for having me on. Ah, uh, good to have you with us. And you and I are about to pick up on a discussion that we began about three months ago, Chris, on these airwaves when the federal government first announced its aid packages, specifically the wage subsidy and, more importantly, the CERB. Today, the Prime Minister has announced the government will uh, extend the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, the CERB. They're working on details right now. Uh, they haven't got much more beyond that in terms of how many more months it will be available to people who need it uh, the, the discussion we had three months ago kim uh, was about the benefit packages and how quickly the government had come to their senses and decided to step up and start uh, forking over some money for people who were in desperate straits however the caveat at the time was how much of down the road how much of this is going to turn into being a disincentive for people now we're hearing and i used the story a few minutes ago with mike smith uh, anecdotally, you're starting to hear from employers, Chris, who are uh, getting back in business. They're opening up the shops, the stores, the restaurants, the whatever, and are starting to uh, get those staff members back in place and get ready to go. And uh, from some employers, we're hearing that some of their former employees have decided to frankly take the summer off and we'll, we'll catch up to you in a few months. Uh, that's the disincentive portion of CERB. What do you make of the announcement, first of all, today to extend it? Well, you make some very excellent points, and you're right. Uh, I think the key factor here is that was three months ago. And so while we really wanted the federal government to move quickly, because as we know, it was a pandemic, people were quite concerned uh, healthcare-wise, and we needed to make sure we did everything we can to keep people afloat, it was three months ago. Yep. Um, they can't just keep extending this forever. And to your point on, on possible costs, um, we don't need to really wait for the details to come from the Prime Minister in this case. We can take a look at the Parliamentary Budget Officer, who just last week was sounding the alarm, saying that if they keep kicking this can down the road and extend the CERB again, it could cost taxpayers around $60 billion mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. It's already tabled the cost of that much as of now without this extension. So we could really double it. So this is what we're starting to say, you know, guys, um, we got to really start changing our focus to getting folks back to work, opening businesses back up safely and wean off of CERB. And I really wanted to highlight this. The CRA is cracking down on people who are deliberately defrauding the system. Right. Now, hopefully they're not going to go after somebody who makes an honest mistake because, you know, everything's confusing right now. But for those fraudsters who are gaming the system, they're going to come after you. And for everybody who's getting the serve, this is just a gentle reminder. That's taxable. So come tax time next year, you're going to have to pay income taxes on that. So make sure you bank some of it. So one of the big reasons the Prime Minister and his party are considering going forward with the CERB extension, Chris, uh, aside from the obvious benefit that it will provide to some very needy Canadians, mm -hmm. the other portion of that, however, is that they need an opposition party to vote alongside them on Wednesday when they enact not only the extension of the CERB, but other spending measures. And the NDP are the likely uh, partners in this exercise, but a 
condition of the deal for NDC, NDP support on Wednesday, Chris, is the extension of the CRB or the CERB rather up front. Uh, they have to commit to that and then they'll be backed up by the NDP to spend more money on Wednesday. This is a great point you're making here. And number one, it's why we should be having the full House of Commons in session right now, because we're dealing with billions of dollars. It shouldn't just be the uh, basically COVID committees. So that means that even though you're seeing the folks in the main House of Commons building right now in that room, mm-hmm. it's still just a, it's still just a COVID committee uh, formation of various types. It's not full House of Commons. They should be going full House of Commons, including virtual visits, because this is serious money. And now that we're into this, it's been over three months. Everybody hopefully has been playing nice during an emergency. We're trying to be very reasonable here. Sure. We can't start getting into party politics and pet projects. So we can't just um, always, always extend the serve. We, we just can't afford it. And so they really, we need to urge the government uh, very firmly. They need to shift their focus, get the economy going again so people can earn and make their own money. And so employers can start doing business again. That's the only solution here. We can't just endlessly get taxpayers to pay for it because we're going to run out of money. Well, there is that uh, reality as well. I mean, this is all borrowed money. It's very important to remember that none of this is, we're not exactly drawing down from the kitty here. This is all borrowed money. Uh, We're fortunate, Chris, that we're borrowing money in historically low interest time. So the hit to the taxpayer on the payback will be less than previous emergency situations. But uh, the other thing that's uh, starting to bother Canadians, aside from the absence of their elected representatives in a forum, which we know as Parliament, uh, is the fact that there isn't any kind of accountability uh, forthcoming from government. When uh, when William Lyon Mackenzie King was Prime Minister of Canada during World War II, he was never, ever going to be legendary as Mr. Accountability, ever. He was a tricky old guy. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. even in wartime, the government, his government, uh, provided the people of Canada with a financial update. Here's, this, here's what we're spending all these great gobs of money on, and here's why. So far during this emergency, the current government has yet to issue any kind of accounting for what they're up to at all. You make a great point there. And not only here in Canada, but of course, over uh, in the United Kingdom, uh, Prime Minister Churchill at the time was providing accounting and finances for the Second World War, which was, we don't need to explain, one of the greatest emergencies ever to hit humankind. Sure, They were able to do the accounting then. There's no reason why they can't do the accounting now, especially given our technology. There's a way of doing this remotely. Nobody needs to come within 10 feet of each other. So we need accountability here. And I want to stress the nonpartisan parliamentary budget officer put out this warning last week saying if you guys extend to serve, it could cost us an extra 60 billion. And to your point on borrowed money, there comes a time Let's hope it isn't soon where international money lenders will start looking at Canada and saying, oh, you're not even providing books to your own people on what you're spending. We're not going to lend you any more money. That could come. And we don't want to see that day. Well, we'd be in pretty dire straits if suddenly we were in that situation where we were basically cut off by some lenders and then another emergency. These are always, that's why they're called emergencies. You don't see them coming in many cases. You don't want to be in that predicament, do you? Exactly. And which is why we want to gently point out it's much better before these things happen to have spent your money wisely and to hopefully have a rainy day fund. Because that's what this is for. We weren't even near that situation before this hit. We were in a huge, unnecessary deficit before this hit. 
And now we're hearing, oh, we're just going to kick CERB down the road and keep extending it. And we're not going to tell you anything on the accounting, just pay the bills. This is no way to run a country. We have to get more accountability here. Taxpayer.com is an excellent website, Chris Sims, and you've got that open letter to all the party leaders that uh, taxpayers, all of us, should have a look at and see what boxes they're, they're going to check. Ha <laughs> uh, Great of you to join us today. We appreciate that. We'll talk again for sure. Thank you. Taxpayer.com is where you'll find all the good stuff from the Taxpayers Federation. That was Chris Sims.